On this episode of AV Week, Belden is divorcing from Grass Valley, the importance of software developers in the AV industry, and reducing our AV waste. All that and more, next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 429, recorded Friday, November 8th, 2019. Master of None. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED, innovative audio solutions for every business environment. And by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information that we have gathered for this week. First and foremost, uh, my buddy and pal from the beautiful state of sunny California. Her name is Corey Schaefer from QSC. Welcome, ma'am. Tim, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And from the completely and utter opposite side of the country, uh, Patrick Whipke, director of USAV, uh, somewhere in the uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. That's right. South, beautiful South Jersey, right, right <laughs> outside of Philly. <laughs> We're coast to coast today. How you doing? And, How you doing? And Patrick was on a red eye. So he just landed a few hours ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, but I he's I, here. He is here and, and God love him. And, and I was in New Orleans this week for AVEC and I, but I got back last night. So I'm, I was not doing a red eye. So God love you. Uh, all right. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's hit this uh, real quickly. And, and, uh, um, Meyer, uh, from our friends over at AV Network and SCN, Meyer Sound uh, has updated their Compass software uh, update to 4.6 from the article, quote, unquote, the software and firmware upgrades in place, um, uh, upgrades in place, all existing um, uh, Meyer Sound Galaxy processors will be immediately capable of upgrading to this new uh, Milan certified uh, devices. The Galaxy uh, drivers actually and devices uh, that are currently field in, in the field and all future Galaxy processors will be shipped with this new Milan certified firmware. So Meyer is is really going down the AVB the the Avenue, excuse me, the Avenue Alliance Milan uh, route with this update and with this upgrade. Um, but I'm going to start with you two uh, and, and kind of pivot a little bit on this. Uh, and Corey, we're going to start with you. You you work with a um, a uh, audio manufacturer. A, a, QSA, audio, audio, video, and control. Video control, an entire <laughs> ecosystem. Yes. Um, but this is something that's interesting to me, and the reason why I wanted to start with this with this article, this is a audio manufacturer, all right, Meyer Sound, and they, they make some really great speakers, and, and yeah. they make some really great stuff. Highlighting and, and doing so much is to, is to put the effort and the, and the, the, uh, the, the power behind saying, hey, here's this new software update. 20 years ago, that would have never happened. It wasn't a thing, right? A, yeah. a, a software engineer working uh, alongside you guys, working in, in QSC, working inside yeah. Meyer, working in whoever, uh, working for Crestron. You know, I, I don't care who, pick, pick a person that's on the show floor uh, at ISC in February. These people didn't have uh, overtly software um, engineers for the general public. Yes, they had some, some software engineers to create their their own specific um, uh, programs, but nothing like this, right? right. Talk for a second about, about the importance of that evolution and how the software 
engineer has become an important and integral part in an AV manufacturer's employee base? Well, you know, we know obviously the trend, even in our industry, is really software-based. I mean, our CEO spent a lot of time at this last Infocom talking about software is king, and it's it's really driven by the the customers. I mean, customers are looking for features and functionality to be delivered to them in a download, and so and and there's so and these platforms. Are, you know, I mean, every company is using the word ecosystem and platform, you know, et cetera. And everybody is really focused on how can we come out uh, better and faster and serve these customers really well over time. So, I mean, if you look at the QSC, you know, uh, site on uh, positions that we're hiring, you know, so much is software based. And um, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's everything is IT and software. People want um, the software to be able to deliver more versus having to buy another box to do that. And, you know, there, uh, Meyer's working on IEEE standards, you know, I mean, really reading through that, it's we're really seeing, I think, a really exciting time um, in our industry. And um, hopefully we'll be able to attract a lot of young people away from these other companies that are doing video games and you know, virtual reality, because we're able to do so many cool stuff, I think, in software. But I mean, software is definitely the trend and, and where it's at more, more, you know, more software, less hardware. Sure. Patrick, when you're talking with your members, what, what are they able to do um, as far as not, I'm not saying that the integrators should start hiring software developers, although I do know of a handful that, that do that very thing. Um, but when they're talking with, with their suppliers and their folks and, and talking about the importance of getting engineers and getting designers on board with, okay, this is what this function, this device does now or today and getting their heads wrapped around uh, the, the fact that that could augment or that could evolve given the right software and or firmware update. Yeah. I mean, I think Corey hit a little on the head with the consumers are the ones that are, are, are kind of pushing this a little bit. And I think it's, it's, because of what they have in their in their, in their hands all, at all times. Yeah. I mean, you can go and download an app that does, you know, something that you could never do before. And I think that's what's really driving the, is the access to information and, and the ability to, to do things right at, in, in the palm of your hand, I think is really starting to drive, um, you know, our industry into the software model. Um, and then obviously the AV managed services, software as a service, all of that is, is really a, a big play right now too. So that, you know, it's all tying into that, that different model as the industry is starting to evolve into a, you know, not selling just boxes now, but we're selling services and software and um, softwares to augment those, those boxes. Yeah. Corey, you and I were mm -hmm. at a, a, an SCA Ignite event a couple um, months ago, back in May, I think. Um, NSCA Ignite is a, is a program um, kind of spearheaded by our buddy Kelly Perkins looking to get young people into the industry. And I want to... Right, and offering that. scholarships and the like. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I, something you said, though, is, is this, this move that to software is, is possibly help attract people, uh, attract yeah. young people to the industry. Uh, this month, this, this, this two months, uh, AV Magazine, uh, who, who we do some, some work with over... In the UK, they have uh, their their cover story is is that the AV industry is at a breaking point uh, when it comes to staffing and, and and getting folks interested in the industry. For a long time, 
pick an organization, whether it's a VIX or an SCA or CDA or whoever, folks that are concerned with getting uh, the, the next generation and younger folks involved have, have kind of leveraged the coolness of AV, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Oh my gosh, go to Universal, go to Disney, go to a rock concert. You can do this, right? This is something, yeah. this is what we do. Is it time for us to augment our pitch to the, the young people and say, yes, absolutely, that's still some cool stuff that we do, but to get there, we need the software, right? So if, if the software is your thing and if you, you would rather you know, code and, and do that, you're going to help us do the cool stuff too. You know, probably so it's time to shift because, you know, just show, showing, the, you know, the cool experience, the end result um, isn't, I mean, it's, it's not pulling them in, right? So we, so I think two things, I think that uh, reaching younger, uh, doing an outreach for getting younger and younger in talking about um, the software part of it. The other part is a lot of people want to work remotely. This is a great opportunity for remote workers as well. Uh, I mean, there are some companies being founded in the Bay Area that are 100% remote. You know, this is a career um, opportunity where that could be done remotely as well. That, that actually is a huge, huge point because, not to be silly, but uh, George Tucker, our buddy George Tucker, he, yeah. he uh, long time was worked, he, he worked for a long time uh, for a company in, in, in New York area that did live staging and events. Okay. Yeah. Wallace Johnson, great, great live staging uh, uh, professional. You can't do that remotely, right? You can't. Right, you, right. Not to be stupid, but you <laughs> cannot yet. physically. Not yet. No, you can't physically, <laughs> you know, do a sound check um, remotely. But this you can't, right? You can be involved in the AV industry uh, and, and write some pretty wicked programs and, and do that remotely. So, And if you're looking at bringing in youth to our industry, you know, many of them want to work, you know, they don't want the typical eight to five, nine to five. They want different hours too. I mean, this just seems like a great opportunity for our industry. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Our next uh, story comes to us from our friends over at Sound of Communications. Belden uh, is looking to diverse, uh, divest themselves of Grass Valley. If you did, weren't aware, uh, the company that owns Belden, Belden uh, Inc., it, it owns a lot of different things uh, and some things that you may not be aware of. One of them is Grass Valley. Uh, me being a former broadcast uh, professional, I grew up with Grass Valley, right? Grass Valley was the standard uh, for video switchers. And, and matter of fact, I would argue that if you went through a, a newsroom today, most of the time you're going to find a Grass Valley switcher. Um, and they got into other things. They, they, they actually made uh, cameras uh, and some other production, video production stuff. But, they're, um, but Belden uh, is looking to um, uh, divest themselves of, of that um, uh, property of that ownership. Uh, according to the article, quote unquote, uh, John Stroop, the president and CEO of uh, Belden said, we um, completed a rigorous strategic review of our portfolio of businesses. And today's announcement marks an important outcome. We concluded that it is in the best interest of our shareholders, customers, and employees to separate Grass Valley from Belden. Uh, this will enable Grass Valley to more effectively ex execute its strategic plan and pursue growth opportunities. Patrick, in an, in an environment where we hear more about mergers and acquisitions than the opposite of mergers and acquisitions, what does this say about either the, the, the position of, of Belden or maybe it's just the fact that, that they saw Grass Valley as not necessarily, you know, 
a good a good fit anymore for where they wanted to take that part of the company. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a rarity to hear in our industry this day and age of someone you know cutting things as opposed to buying more. Um, so it, it's interesting. It, it almost sounds to me that speaking of software, that you know maybe some of the software and the the studio light, if you will, um, companies are are taking some more of that that piece of the pie from Grass Valley, and it just wasn't as profitable as it was before. And that's just how I was reading into it. It, it, it might just be that they want to focus on the, the wire and cable. Um, but it's, I'm curious if this is going to start, start a new trend within the industry because you know, you have everything now. So I, I, I'm curious to see how, how all that pans out. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, I read it a bit differently. I read it at, or as I was reading it, I was kind of thinking about um, the, the ability to focus and, and you kind of, you, uh, I'm not really disagreeing. I'm actually agreeing with you. The fact that, that Belden wants to focus maybe in their, in their core competencies. And I, I believe, and I've always believed this, if, if an organization gets too diverse um, and you're not really able to focus, I mean, you can't be, you know, the master of all, uh, the master of all, what's that phrase? Uh, Jack of all, master yeah. of none. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it could be that. So, um, and so I think it takes great courage actually to look at a whole organization, you know, a whole company and decide to, to cut that part out and, and to stay focused in, you know, um, to stay focused on where you're able to really grow and not worry about just the uh, acquiring these companies or these lines to, because some people think diversity, you know, if one, if one market's down, the other one's going to lift you up, you know, et cetera. But I've always been a firm believer that what you focus on grows you you know you focus on it and grows there's an old saying about you know what what gets what gets um inspected gets done right yeah um and there's there is some 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 honest uh wisdom there because whatever it is that you know me as as an employee but also me as a company if, if that if what we know we're going to keep tabs on um that's what we're going to do, right? That's what we know. You know, if somebody's going to come behind me and check up, if I'm doing A, B, or C, uh, then I'm going to make sure that I'm doing A, B, and C. And then I, my focus is going to be, is not going to be on the other stuff, on the ancillary stuff. As a company, I've got a responsibility um, to, you know, our employees, to uh, the, the folks that, that support us, and, and honestly to our, to our audience, to make sure that we're doing the things that, that we need to focus on. So, Doing th- something you know that that we don't need to be doing. Yeah, you know, I can't even think of anything right now off the top of my head. But that that would take away from our focus. And I think this this might be you know one of those one of those instances where Belden as a company is saying, okay, this is what we're doing, and that thing over there is is kind of a distraction, maybe. Yeah, you yeah. know, you mentioned earlier, you know, NSCA, Avix, and Cedia, and at QSC, there's so many people that say, you know, hey, we're using your products in home theater or or whatever. You guys really ought to be at Cedia. And, you know, it's just not a vertical, you know, again, it's, it comes down to focus and staying focused in the markets that we're, that we're in. This is my two cents on, I'm not going to tell you whether or not you need to go to CD. I I don't have the business doing that. That actually leads to a different conversation, which I would love to have with several people at some point in time. And that's the rise of the residential, uh, where you have traditional residential dealers who are getting into commercial 
and they're discovering products and manufacturers that may, maybe they didn't realize were out there or maybe they did but didn't realize completely what they what they do and then taking that back to the residential market going oh my gosh this is so much better than x y and z what i was using previously whether it's a dsp or it's a amplifier or speaker line, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're seeing a lot of that. Uh, that's a I whole nother, That's a whole nother show too, whole though. Absolutely. Show. Yeah, absolutely. And that'll get me into all kinds of trouble. So, uh, <laughs> going on, let's talk about wait, uh, uh, trash. Then that that won't get me into trouble. Um, let's talk but, trash. <laughs> Our buddies at, at Commercial Integrator uh, actually put together a really good article about fighting waste in an industry. Uh, not. Okay, I'm just going to say this. If you've been on an AV job site, you've seen a lot of boxes, a lot of empty boxes, a lot of empty cardboard, plastic, junk, trash. Yeah. It is legitimately, it is trash. It, what, it's what folks that at wherever manufacturer packages their stuff in to make sure it gets to use safely, right? So it still works. But then you as the integrator, as the dealer, as, as the technology manager needed to deal with that trash. And um, Adam Frenzy from, from Commercial Integrator puts together his thoughts and uh, his ideas on ways to reduce that. I am aware of a handful of manufacturers who, are, who do things like this. They, they try to re reduce their waste, um, mainly because I've, I've asked a handful. I haven't asked all of them. Um, but Corey, we're going to start with you and, and QSC and what you guys are doing, but also the conversations that have to be had internally, but also with your customers about, hey, you know what, here are some things. Yes, there's going to be some waste in, in our shipping, but here are some ideas to, to help you kind of reduce that waste even once you get a product. Yeah, so um, preparing for this, I actually dug into what we're doing at QSC and I found I, I found out a lot actually by preparing for this. So, um, you know, th there's this fine balance of being able to ship equipment, and especially like we've just uh, introduced some new subs, right? So these are these are hefty. They've got these casters on the bottom, you know, etc. So you have to be able to provide packaging that protects these products when they go. But um, at QSC, um, I we follow the three R's: the reduce, reuse, recycle. And then we also have a full green statement about things that we're doing as it relates to marketing and internally and the manufacturing process and just um, our energy consumption. And I can tell you that there are times when I walk into the building at QSC and I'm like, am I the only one here? Because there are no lights on, you know, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's just part of, uh, you know, the, the, the QSC way of just trying to do our little part. Um, uh, uh, striving for sustainability and you know I was thinking about our comments earlier about um, programmers and uh, how you know software is growing we want to get young people into our industry many people that are you know uh, graduating with degrees are looking at companies to join based on you know their stance on the environment and you know um, um, so they're looking to, to understand what companies are doing in their community and, you know, globally and sustainability is an important one for them, I think. No, and that, that right there is a really good point too. Uh, Patrick, same kind of question as you're talking to your dealers or, or you're talking to manufacturers that, that deal with your dealers. What are those conversations like in, in helping folks kind of reduce and, and, and eliminate some of the, the waste that, that actually comes, comes from what we do? Well, yeah, like I, I agree with Corey because it's a fine balance because, you know, the, the manufacturers are trying to, you know, save costs wherever they can. 
and and crank these 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 products out on an assembly line, but also, you know, if they ha if a integrator has a big order that comes in and if they can consolidate the packaging to to make to make that one order go out with less boxes and less cardboard and less all of that, it, it it's ideal, but it's it's not always the the easiest and it's not always the way the integrators want to handle it. I mean, it, it, it's hard enough. Get, getting integrators to re register pro uh, projects sometimes, let alone <laughs> try and uh, you know consolidate on on shipping and handling and and receiving. So uh, I, I have I've experienced it you know firsthand when I used to be with the integrator. There was just cardboard and styrofoam everywhere when, when, when you had these big projects come in. So it, it was it was a challenge for sure. But it, it, it like I said, it's it's a delicate balance with, with, with the manufacturers because the, they also have these products sitting on their on their shelves that they want to move uh, and they also want to protect them like Corey said getting them from point a to point b and not have damage and because that just costs more money so it, it really is a tough balance to, to find a way to reduce recycle reuse but also stay you know I don't want to say I don't want to use the word cheap, but you know, cost-conscious and in, in, in shipping and, and that kind of stuff. So it, it really is a, a tough balance. And the plastic, you know, the amount of plastic used is, uh, you know, can be really disgusting to be honest. And sometimes that's all done for organization. So you might put, you know, your power supplies and these smaller cables in in plastic because you want to make sure that when things get unboxed, those don't get lost. Um, and I, you know, I think, you know, a lot of us are not necessarily shipping, um, you know, manuals and things like that because everybody's online. So that's, that's also helping. But I, you know, I mean, if we could just start with reducing plastic, it'd be well, great. And I think the plastic has, you know, plastic came in and, and took over for styrofoam, you know, it, it was a lot of styrofoam and then it's like, all right, we, we got to stop using the styrofoam. Well, let's move to plastic and cardboard. And now there's just plastic and cardboard everywhere. So right. like, what's going to be the next thing that, that we can do to, to still protect it, but be, you know, aware of let me, let me what we're doing to our this. environment. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, this is a rhetorical question because I don't think that there's a right answer to it. Right. Um, so I apologize in advance for that, but this, this, some, some of this has to come down to where we're um, producing the waste. Uh, and what I mean by that is this is uh, again, a like hundred years ago, I was a tech manager. Um, when I first was was a tech manager and, and we first started doing our, our upgrades and our installs, we would take all the boxes and everything to the room that we were upgrading, right? So you would you could tell which room we were upgrading. Let's just put it that way, right? You would walk yeah. down the hall of our of our <laughs> university. You could tell which ones that the Albright and his team were working in because there was boxes everywhere. And we were done, we would stack them outside the room and, and you could go down and you could see that. Then we started learning better ways to do things. And integrators have also, um, part of the APEX program from Infocom includes the uh, understanding that you're going to uh, put together your racks and, and put things together in your shop and test them there, yep. right? What that does, in, in addition to doing all sorts of things, like making sure that you don't have equipment that's DOA, that, that you can test the, the code, you can, all that other stuff, you're also reducing on-site waste for the client doesn't mean it doesn't go away, right? And we can talk about right. you know that in a second. But some of this is just doing best practices for your client and, and, and for your your team to do make the racks in your in your office, do make the racks in your warehouse, uh, test everything, 
And then we can have a conversation because then it's a little bit easier, in my opinion, um, to have the waste pickup in one location, that being your office, your warehouse, because then you can have conversations with your local recyclers and say, you know what? I have plastic, I have styrofoam, and I have cardboard. Here are the pallets of each. What do we do with these? Yeah, I think having um, one central location, I mean, many times you go to a customer site and if you're stacking stuff out the door, I mean, you don't even know where to take it, right? So, yeah. or there, there may not even be those, those different bins or stacks to put it in. Yeah. But you, when, you're, when you're an integrator and you're able to rack everything up at, at your shop and then be able to talk to your own waste community and, and learn how they want things stacked or put in separate bins, you know, et cetera. I mean, where I live, it's, it's all about recycle, right? So, um, and there are some states that I go, you know, just even consumer recycle where it's like, what? I mean, I can't even put my bottle in the trash, but they're like, yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so some states don't even, I mean, it's just not even on their radar. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. It, it is region specific. I mean, yeah. every region kind of does their own thing right now. And and there are certain ones that are they're very conscious, ego-friendly, recycle everything, and others that are just throwing everything away and doesn't, they don't, it doesn't, you know, matter to them really. So yeah, I totally agree with that, that region specifically. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, that is going to do it to us for us for this week. Thank you both so much. Miss Corey Schaefer from QSC. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for having me. And if uh, anyone out there wants to find me, you can find me on all the socials. So uh, Twitter, Corey Schaefer, Twitter, and uh, Corey Schaefer on LinkedIn. All right, very good. Mr. Whipke, thank you, sir, so much. Uh, how do people get a hold of you or USAV? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm also on Twitter, uh, at the Duke of Music on Twitter. Uh, Patrick Whipke at uh on linkedin and you find us our website is usavgroup.net right, i love patrick's handle it's just fun so uh <laughs> for me uh on the twitters don't follow me because at this point in the football season i am grousing every single week the fact that the bears are the bears uh but go by the website if you would please avnation.tv that's avnation.tv you will find this program and a host of others while you're there please check out our supporter section these are the folks who help us financially and help us bring you av week and resi week and in less than 100 days ISE 2020 last time yeah isn't that crazy less than 100 days um yeah so and uh, qsc is one of those and we thank them uh, for their support. So also uh, this week, uh, this post on Monday, uh, the 11th. So happy Veterans Day for, for those of you uh, who have served. We thank you for, for your service. Uh, this Wednesday, we're having our last webinar of the year talking about digital signage data and how uh, the data that we do and can and should collect can help create some pretty unique uh, dynamic content. So check that out on Wednesday. So all that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week.